Transplant, the podcast where we discuss our experiences in New York. I am your host, Selene Dracos, aka The Queen's Kid. And I am Rachel Summers. I'm The Transplant. And before we get into today's episode, just to remind everyone, this is the last episode of the season. I know. What are you going to do without what, us? us? I We're just as sad as you are. I'm crying. I'm sobbing hysterically right now. I have a pile of tissues in front of me. I just, I, I can't live me, my life without this me podcast. Me too, but for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry. We'll be taking a little break and we'll come back with some bonus episodes. We're not saying when they're coming out, but we'll yeah. let you know we'll let you when know. they do. And then we will get back into the podcast for our second season in September. Woo-hoo. So keep an eye out yeah, for that. Yeah, keep an eye out for that. Um, today's topic, today's yes. is very, very, I feel like it's it's very fitting as a last episode. I agree, especially topic. since there's been a lot of transitions in our lives going on that we're going to talk about. Yeah. But today we will be discussing moving Moving. specifically in the city in the city yeah so selena you recently moved i did how Um, was that (laughs) it was interesting so um today is today of recording it's march 25th um and angel and i moved into our new apartment march 6th so i have been here for over two and a half weeks now nice so it's very new and honestly i'm so glad that we did it. Yeah. How, I'm so glad. It's it's a very nice space. It it is a very nice space. We have um we have lounge chairs and champagne and a and a waiter holding caviar. Yeah, it's, it's so a great, great place. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's and he feeds it to us. Yes. Oh, nice. oh, thank you, Jeeves. Yes. Thank you. Oh. Um, num, num, num. <laughs> it's a little too salty for me. It's caviar, Rachel. Oh. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm used to I'm used to sugar balls. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Um, but yeah, so we'll talk more about like Selene's recent move. Um, but I I wanted to start off with maybe like the first time I moved in the city, which was when I moved here. Yeah. So, um, okay. I and mean, this is something that we talked about in the intro episode. So maybe we're kind of making a full circle here. Yeah. I moved to New York. I had just turned 18. I moved here to go to college. And it wasn't, it was not a thing of um, much thought and um bravery as much as it was i've seen how i met your mother i've seen friends i've been to midtown with my parents i I got this (laughs) um so i remember so i moved my move to new york was very i guess um similar to like the traditional moving into a college dorm experience like you take two suitcases of your clothes um a backpack your computer a bunch of bins and like toiletries you think you'll need and that's like it it wasn't like a let me move this furniture it was very much like i have a bin (laughs) but that's what's nice about it because let me tell you when you move furniture it's no easy picnic no i haven't had to do that yet really no because we moved because i moved like right from the dorm to an apartment that's true and we're gonna get into that in a little bit but when i moved to new york um i was i wasn't like the my nervousness was more so in um was more so in moving to college more so than it was moving to new york um and yeah and uh, angel said uh, if you have cheap furniture it's not worth moving it i i agree with that too i'm inclined to agree as well unless maybe if it's still in good condition yeah. and you don't want to spend more money on it then maybe yeah yeah I, so i like i all the furniture in my place i built from like amazon 
because that was all that was open when I moved. It That's is fair. I did such a crap job building it. I'm trashing it all when I move. It's like nothing, <sighs> nothing works because I'm very bad with my hands. But for yeah. um, just to give an explanation, so when Rachel moved yeah. from the dorms to her current apartment, it was May 2020. Yeah, yeah. So not, yeah. nothing. Literally IQ, nothing was yeah, open. IQ was even close. So we like had to buy everything from Amazon. But we'll wow. get more into that. Um, so when I yeah, so when I moved, I moved from um the suburbs of Philadelphia to New York City in September of 2017, and um, I we fit all of my stuff in my mom's car, um, and. It actually, like, it was probably a two-car trip, but, like, I really just wanted there to be, like, cohesion. I just wanted to have one car. Well, hang on. How big is your mom's car? My mom's car car is, like, it's not a Kia Soul, but it's very similar. So... Like I don't know what that is. Oh, the, the gerbil cars. That's <laughs> like where they're dancing. But yeah, so we fit everything into my mom's, like, toaster car. Okay. And, um... And I remember my brother and I were, um, oh yeah, Angel's pulled a picture of a Kia Soul. Yeah, thank you, Angel. Um, so, yeah, I needed we, the we reference. We fit it all into my mom's toaster car and um, creative engineering, we uh, shoved the like suitcases in between the back seats and the front seats. So my brother and I were like, like, like I guess, man spreading over the suitcases. Oh, um, I've I, been there. God, and, but my memory was... Like I spent the the summer for me was like it was summer after high school so I was just like you know like chilling with friends and like um all all the stuff you do before you go to college not like wasn't being like gearing myself mentally to live in New York and um it didn't hit me at all until so my we, we drove from Pennsylvania to New York to move me in and I remember driving um like you to drive doing the drive through Jersey and then I saw that I will never forget this moment like the New York City skyline the the financial district skyline came into view and it all hit me at once I had a panic attack oh I like my I felt like I was gonna throw up I started sweating I was just like my mom's like you want me to turn the music up do you want some gum and I was like I just remember like my heart beating out of my chest and just like um like listen i just like my mom was playing whatever music she wanted to listen to i just put my own headphones in and i was like i was listening to to a song that i always i always link to like moving here and it has i guess that meaning for me and i i remember like just thinking like looking kind of like driving adjacent to the to the um to the skyline and being like holy shit this is way too big for one person and it was so intimidating i think that people who don't grow up here uh it's it's a lot to, it's like very intimidating to move here well even for people who have grown up here it's still kind of crazy yeah. i mean i remember i would when you're a kid in the city a lot of your field trips are going to be in you know in manhattan museums i remember yeah. every time we would take the subway for field trips i would i would look you know i would get out of the subway and all the skyscrapers would be in front of me and i remember very specifically i was in sixth grade and i turned to my math teacher and i'm like do you ever get scared by how tall the buildings are and she was like "Mm, no (laughs) and i was like well okay i guess it's just me then yeah i guess it's something that maybe like she wasn't thinking maybe some people who've lived here for a long time don't think about she lived in long island oh maybe i don't know she's like "Eh." she was fairly tall maybe that's uh, why. maybe that's why yeah, yeah maybe because she was she herself was a hundred stories tall so oh, yeah yeah every um, you could always hear when she was coming into class it's like yeah. oh there's uh, miss highland there she <laughs> is <laughs> that building woman i, I um, i'm kidding R- mad respect to miss highland yeah if she's, she's so, probably not listening <laughs> I, I love her personally <laughs> but um 
Yeah. So I actually just okay. There's something I wanted to say um, before I, I talk more about this because I uh, have someone I grew up with was was talking to me and was like, "Hey, I'm moving. I'm moving to the city soon." She didn't go to school here. She didn't grow up here. And she's like, "Do you have any advice for me?" And something that I said that I noticed that I this is the advice that I'd give to anyone who asked. I don't know anyone who moved to a neighborhood in New York and didn't like it. Like I really? don't know anyone who was like, "Oh, I hate living here. I made a mistake." All the people I know who had apartments, they didn't like it. It was like they didn't like their roommates or they didn't like the building. But I think as long as you're off of a train line that's decent and uh, you feel comfortable, you'll eventually grow to like love that area. I feel like every person that I've known has grown to um, um, minus Staten Island, of course. Uh, (laughs) um, Angel and... And maybe Bensonhurst. I I know people who who grew up in Bensonhurst and really like it. I've heard nice There's things a about really Bensonhurst. Really good pizza place there, like L and B Gardens. Really. Um. But but yeah. I uh. I so I guess that is my initial advice is like, as as long as you're off of a decent train line, you'll mostly be like pretty happy and you'll grow to love it because I, there's I think every neighborhood has a lot to offer. I'm I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Respectfully disagree. Okay. Yeah. What's your disagreement? I think. I think in most cases, you're correct. But I've heard a couple cases where that's not the case. I remember when I was a teenager, there was someone living in my building. And I remember as he was moving out, and keep in mind, I I grew up in Astoria. So he was in Astoria. And I remember he said, I can't wait to get the bleep out of here. So I I think he just didn't like how busy it was. Because Astoria itself isn't busy, but we lived right next to like a major train line and a really big high school and a bunch of buses and a Northern Boulevard, which is one of the deadliest boulevards in New York City. Um, So that might be why. Yeah. I kind of get it. But I think for me, I wanted to get out of there mostly because I didn't like living with my parents. Sorry, mom and dad. That's fair. Yeah. And for me... You know, because I just moved and I'm not going to get into a whole lot of it now because we're going to have a whole section about my move. Yeah. It wasn't that I disliked Harlem because I actually really liked Harlem. I didn't like the street I was living on. Yeah. And I don't think there was ever a point where I grew to love it. Oh, okay. It was just the more I was there, the more apathetic I was. Oh, okay. Maybe that's yeah. the to love it or or you just become numb and get you're just to, you're yeah. it's like well what can you do prices yeah. are expensive moving is hard you just gotta live with it that's true unless you really hate it and then you leave yeah <laughs> that's true that makes sense um but yeah i guess to, to time travel again i think that um so i i when i moved initially i moved to the financial district because that's where pace's dorm is yeah and you know my moving experience it wasn't like i had to Oh, find a initially I have to get a lease. It wasn't like that whole mess, which we'll talk about. It was literally just like you sign up for a dorm and then you live in it, which is crazy uh, expensive as well. Oh, oh, insanely expensive. Yeah. So not it's it's worth it for as a freshman, um, but um, it's uh, an angel saying it's more expensive to dorm. Yeah, it's it's much more expensive to dorm than it is to get. An I apartment. completely agree. But when you're a freshman, there's oh, yeah. not a whole lot you can do about yeah. that. No, there's not. There's not a lot you can do. Yeah, um, I know for a fact I didn't dorm. I commuted to to pace, but I know for a fact I don't think my parents would have been comfortable with me getting my own apartment. I think they would have rather I just dormed. Yeah, yeah. No, it it feels much safer in that like 
you know, there's security, you have to sign into the building, like all everything that you can need is handled like through the school. I, I don't know about is, that. I've been able to get into the dorms without security oh, before. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that must have been usually that doesn't happen. Well, um, I also did it over the summer. Maybe oh, okay, that's, yeah, that's why. That's, that's, that's yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah, so my my experience moving was living in um a shared like, you know, like a, it was a traditional communal floor dorm. And I think that a lot, the, a lot of the stuff that drew me initially was just like, oh my God, everything's open so late. Cause I, you know, I was growing up in the suburbs. Um, right. And I think that, you know, something I noticed, I think that a lot of people's experience in New York, the first like two or three years is very Manhattan centric. And it's like very, um, maybe at least like in my opinion, based off of like consumerism or like, look at all the stuff I can buy mm-hmm. in Manhattan. Wow. I love New York. Look at all the places, like look at all the stuff, like the like media or drinks or like whatever I can consume. Um, and then I think that as people like get all that out of their system, their experience becomes a lot more um, like, oh, like in the outer boroughs and like seeing things or like getting involved in the community. And that's when I think that people kind of transition into like calling it home. I can see that. I, I actually have a question for yeah. you about living in the financial district. Because, you know, we've had an episode on the financial district before. And I know we, we didn't have the best things to say about it um, compared to other places we visited. So I, yeah. I was just wondering for you, hmm. was there ever a turning point or a gradual realization where you figured I... I don't want to live here anymore. That's a really good question. So actually, so my experience in the financial district was very much like pace centric. And I almost, Fair. I almost feel like in the fina- financial district for me doesn't really start until south of John Street because that's where the buildings start to get into that like typical financial district architecture where there's oh. no room for the sky and it just feels very <laughs> businessy. But like north of John Street... It, to me, it felt very much like Pace's campus, and I actually loved it when I lived there. Like, at, like I like not in the way that people say. Like, I actually really, really liked it. I loved walking around the seaport. Um, it was frustrating to me that there was no. Um, it was frustrating to me that there wasn't really anywhere good to eat. But at the same time, like I was a college student, I didn't have that much money to spend. So, like. I, you know, like going out for pizza occasionally and then mostly eating the cafeteria was fine yeah. with me. I can confirm there was no good food to eat yeah. around there with some exceptions. So, some exceptions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, most of my memories in the financial districts are in the dorm, uh, when I was living there were in the dorms and it, on Pace's campus. Um, and I actually felt like really weirdly like at home, I think mostly because I had so many like good memories and I had a lot of like my peers around me um and also the thing I mean I don't want this to be too financial district centric because we already talked about that but almost every single train line except for like two are except for like the seven and then the orange line every single one is in financial district so it's so easy uh to get around um Fulton Street is a very big hub for a lot of major train lines yeah it's just it also I felt like it was very quiet and clean and um i really liked being there but i it, and I, we said this in the financial district episode it it financial district really feels like its own thing it doesn't really feel like new york it feels like its own like kind of like weird ai generated yes. <laughs> space so <laughs> when i was there also like um 
yeah, I, I was a student, so I wasn't really immersed in anything except for my community at school. And then um, the, to answer your question, what changed for me was the pandemic. Mm. My roommate and I made the decision based off a multitude of things that aren't appropriate to get into on a podcast that is available for anyone to listen to you're good um to to stay in the financial district throughout the pandemic so i was actually in pennsylvania for a weekend of march 14th to 15th and then i heard that the city was getting locked down and i made the decision to come to leave pennsylvania leave my parents house and come back to the financial district um Part of that was out of ignorance because I thought it would be I thought it, I didn't think it would last that long. You know, um, to be fair, though, I think all in all, you might have made the safer choice yeah. just for the fact that, you know, it's kind of unfeasible to live in the financial district unless you're a college student oh, yeah. or you have an insane amount of money. God, yeah. And all the people with insane amounts of money, instead of staying where they were, decided to go to their vacation homes of somewhere even more secluded. It was much safer. The it vacation was much safer. Home. Well, one thing we knew at Pace, I knew so many people who would like live in 200 Water Street and they'd buy like a one bedroom and then get those room dividers and it'd be like, oh my God, my God like four four bedrooms in a one bedroom but anyway yeah so i was in the financial district from march 2020 mid-march 2020 to mid-may 2020 and that experienced um led to a lot of emotional distress and then the area became very tainted for me and then i moved to bushwick um so if i could talk a little bit about that it of was of course um there's kind of this like pace to bushwick pipeline that, <laughs> oh, yeah, that, which we that, have discussed that, before it's also like very much like liberal arts college student to bushwick pipeline yeah um, you can the, see that with the new school too oh yeah nyu nyu is well. all in bushwick yeah um and i knew a lot of actually the the summer before i moved a friend and i wrote a satirical article it was um <laughs> which which new york city neighborhood you should live in based i off love your that article sign. by the yeah, way and then yeah. everyone was bushwick because it felt like at least for me, it felt like everyone I knew at Pace either lived in um, Prospect Leffer Gardens or Bushwick. And I was, and then we, you know, Bushwick is kind of this meme of being like very like artsy college kid who's gentrifying mindlessly. And I didn't want to like fall into that. So I like, my, when we were looking at apartments eight, late April 2020. Right. And all the realtors were like, we shouldn't be showing you around, but we are anyway. And um, every, and I just, I didn't, Honestly, I think the reason we didn't live in Prospect Leopard Gardens was because the day we went to look at apartments, it was raining. And I was like, I don't know, the vibe is just bad. But literally, it's just because it was raining. And uh, I, I got to say, and yeah. maybe I'm spoiling, yeah. spoiling a little here, I think I like the vibe of yeah. Prospect Lefferts more than I like the vibe of Bushwick. That's fair. No, yeah. that's fair. I mean, I also think like when we were looking, my old roommate and I, we just had a bat, really weird realtor who said some crazy offensive shit to us. Oh, oh, wait, I got to I got to tell you. I Please, tell, tell please. So, um, she, um, we said, um, oh, this is so bad. We <laughs> said we were looking at a building. And I was like, I'm, I said like, what kind of people live here? Which I, should, I meant so in like, is it like families or like college students? I that's like, the normal take yeah. to get out of and it. And then I asked that we, my God, my roommate and I looked at apartments in financial district, and then we were like, um, we cannot afford this. And I asked him that, and he's like, you can't ask that. That's so inappropriate. And then I asked this woman, and she's like. Don't worry, everyone's white. 
And I what was the like, fuck? what the fuck? And then we got into her car and she drove us. No. In her, she, I, at this point, I was so like reckless because I had just gone through a little bit of an emotional spill. And I was like, I don't care about my life anymore. So I, so my old roommate and I, we got into the back of this woman's minivan and she drove us to the next apartment. And, and, um, and then we're looking at the apartment and she said, I'm going to be honest with you. You seem like nice girls. Lots of people get stabbed around here. I would and then I used to do this as a stand-up that she was like, so my friend was here from Paris and she's always saying, Come to Paris, come to Paris. And I was like, No, Paris is dangerous. Anyway, so we hear we hear what I thought were fireworks and we goes outside and I see this guy lying there dead, riddled with bullet holes. So I say to my friend, I said, You know what? Maybe I will come to Paris. So she so I think this was in Crown Heights. She leaves us we're looking at an apartment with her. She and then she just leaves us in the in the building. I have a question. Yeah. How old was this woman? Oh, she's like 35. Like huh. She, I, the way you were describing her, I thought she was going to be like 50s, oh, 60s. Maybe she was. She, 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 she seems like she was in her Because like that sounds like a fifth, someone a in their Gen 50s X to say. It was, I think it was a very yeah. Gen X thing to say. Yeah. Also so, with the reputation Crown Heights had back then for Gen Xers. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah what, what's that reputation? Just not good. Oh, not good. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. So then when, when I ended up moving to Bushwick, it was um like... Oh, okay. Well, I know people who live in Prospect, Lever Gardens, and Crown Heights, but I looked there and I didn't like it. Let me look at Bushwick, and um, it was just like it was the it was the lockdown and the pandemic, and so many so many realtors were like, "We're not showing people places. Um, you can't sign this until the pandemic's over." And thankfully, we were able to like get in there, look, and sign. And it was just like, all right, like yeah, it's it's um. And for more of this, you can listen to the Bushwick episode, but I was like, you know, it's off of a decent train line. The The week I moved, okay, the the L was under construction for like two years. It got yeah, fixed, that was a pain. Yeah. It got fixed the week that I moved. Whoa. And I was like, okay, this is an area. Sorry. That, that was kind of a rant, but um, yeah, that was my experience with like looking for apartments. It was awful. I mean, if it's all right with you, because you yeah. mentioned like realtors. Yeah. It's very hard to find a good realtor in the um, in the city. So yeah. I was just wondering, maybe we could talk oh, yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, about our realtor experiences. Oh, you had yeah. some crazy ones too when you were looking. Oh yeah. my God. Okay. So not so much this time around, we got really lucky. We found a really nice realtor. There were a couple of realtors we spoke to and they were all genuinely good. That's good. The, when we were moving to Harlem, that wasn't necessarily oh, the case. Yeah. yeah. The, one, the one we had to get into our Harlem apartment... She was good. She was very good. Um, it's very hard to find a good realtor sometimes. And oh. I think both of us have some crazy stories. Yeah. Yeah. Mine were, I kind of, I kind of just gave out all the goods, but I'm excited to hear yours. <laughs> yeah. Those were, those were mine. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear yours. Yeah. So right after the break, we yes. will talk about our realtor experiences and then a little bit about my recent move. Yes. We're back. Welcome back. Yeah, so we're going to get a little bit into um, um, realtor horror stories, but just to let everyone know, we have producer Angel on mic right now. He's going to come in to make any comments he wants because he was in this experience with me as well. So let's get into it. So there was one experience we had. And also, I should clarify, um, the realtor we had for this place was very good. And the realtor that we had for our previous place was also very good. These are people that we ended up not going with yeah, that I'm going to okay, be talking yeah. about. So which one are you going to start with? I think I'm going to start with Richard. You mean Dick? <laughs> let's call him Dick. Let's, let's talk about Dick. Um, 
So no last names on the podcast. Damn, I don't even, there yeah. goes my plans. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we had a realtor. So I should, I should point out when Angel and I and Michael were moving to Harlem, we were originally going to live with two other people as well. So we were looking for three bedrooms mm. and it wasn't necessarily just in Harlem. We were looking in other places as One well. One of them was actually a guest before too. That is true, but I don't want to, I don't want to put what? Yep. <laughs> I don't, we can't, we can't put them on the spot like that. No, we're going to put them on the spot. Well, we're, we're going to end up having to because there were, at this point, there were only three guests and one of them's my dad. So yeah. you can connect the dots no, from we're there. we're going to move your dad. <laughs> he would have loved that. He wanted that, actually. <laughs> he wanted me to stay, but yeah. that's, I, we digress. So there was one place we found in Midtown. It was, it was an older apartment, but I'm not going to lie. It was the most beautiful apartment I've ever seen. It looked like a converted dance school. Damn. It wasn't, but it sure looked like that. It was like two floors of just yeah. open windows. Oh, wow. And it was, it was incredible. like on the second floor of like a little place in like, where was it again? Cobble, not Cobble Hill. Was it Hill's Kitchen? No, no, Turtle Bay. Oh, Turtle nice. Bay. Because yeah. we, we would nickname the place Turtle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We always have nicknames for the places. We still don't have one for this place, though. This one was just the place. The place? Yeah, the place. Right. And, uh, like the one, uh, for example, our Harlem apartment, we called Cherry because of the cherry wood. But yeah, so anyway, we were looking at Turtle. Turtle was an amazing apartment. At the end of the day, we had looked at a few apartments with everyone and we're like, all right, I think we, we think we want to get into this one. So we had called the realtor, Dick, and Dick basically said that he needed a fee of like, what was it, like $20,000? Yeah, basically. In cash. Oh my God. Yeah. And we're like, no. no. <laughs> you think we have $20,000 between the five of us? Because like, we don't. The, I, to this day, I think I've moved in, in the city like five times in the last few years. And that was like the sketchiest person I think I've ever like it, experienced. It was, especially moving. since we negotiated with him for a lower one, like a lower fee. I think 10000 was what we That's went with. That's still way too much. It's still way too much. I agree with you. But at yeah. least that was more feasible for all of us. Mm-hmm. And we're like, all right, this is what we want to do. And he was like, okay. And we said, and we want that confirmation in writing. And he said, why do you need that? Oh, my God. He was trying to do a tax deductible thing, probably. That's and what like, my assumption was. Dude, I get it. But at the same time, we don't trust you. So we kind of need this in writing. So we ended up, Angel wrote out a thing through text. And Dick confirmed it through text. And we went through with it. Well, we tried to go through with it, but um, it didn't work out. Oh. Yeah, basically, he gave it to someone else. He didn't tell us that someone else was looking at <sighs> uh, it. And they was... got the papers in faster than we did. Yeah, they, like, finding a place in New York is like trying to get, like, a really unfaithful person to marry you, almost. <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly like, it. Like, I, like to, to, like, compliment that with an anecdote, um, Oh my, this is, oh, I actually do have more realtor stories. This is so, such bullshit. So my, we were looking at a place that was above a bar and the guys, I said, Hey, this is above a bar. That sounds really awful. And he said, don't worry. The bar noise proof the ceiling to be considerate to the tenants. I went back two <laughs> years later and I was like, to the bar i was like hey did you noise proof the ceiling and they're like no what the fuck but like, but like to, 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 to like compliment what you said um my room and i were there he's like i have two people outside right now about to look at this place give me five hundred dollars and i'll tell them to fuck off but if not 
there it's theirs like i feel like realtors in new york will do that all the time it's very exploitative yeah yeah no it's because it's like your living situation yeah like they every other retail realtor i've worked with has had something kind of like that where like a bunch of when we were trying to look in hell's kitchen too there was like a realtor who kept pushing and pushing oh and and that's the next story we're talking about yeah. yeah so there was a guy I'm not going to give out his name. I had a nickname for him. His nickname was Sad Banana. Uh, He kind of looked like a sad banana. But anyway, Sad Banana. Angel never met Sad Banana. At this point, it was just... We had known it was just going to be me, Angel, and Michael moving into this place. So instead, we were looking for two bedrooms. Yeah. And so Michael and I... Angel had weird availability at that time. So Michael and I ended up being the the ones going to most of the viewings. And we had a couple encounters with Sad Banana. I remember he showed us one place... And it was pretty small. Granted, these were all Hell's Kitchen places, so they're going to be small. And I remember Sad Banana said, okay, look, there's another place that I'm, you know, have trying to find people for. I don't have the keys for it right now. So how about you go to the address? I'll meet you there in 20 minutes. And keep in mind, it was March when this was happening Mm. and it was a cold March. Oh, God. So we were standing outside freezing our asses off for like 30 minutes and he calls us and he's like, hey, I can't find the keys. Um, sorry about that. Can we come back another time? And we're like, oh, OK, sure. So we did that and we ended up seeing the place. The place wasn't bad. And it was either that one or a different one that we were considering. We were between that one and Cherry, the Harlem place. Yeah. And I remember... Angel and I were leaning towards the Harlem one. Michael was leaning towards Hell's Kitchen because it was closer to his job. And Sad Banana kept pushing us for this one. And what really got to us was we we sent him our financial stuffs. And and he would send screenshots because Michael was the one in contact mm-hmm. in contact with him. He would send he would send texts to Michael that Michael would screenshot to us. And they would be like texts from the landlord to Sad Banana. Oh. God. and they'd be like their financials aren't strong enough they need a guarantor <sighs> and like at that point we had already had one guarantor i think it was michael's mom and so we ended up needing another i was able to convince my mom to do it yeah. um, and my mom is a new york city teacher so she makes a decent amount of money but apparently it's not enough for a hell's kitchen department because we sent all of her financial information to um, sad banana and sad banana sends a, sc- a screenshot of the landlord's text being like that's not enough they need to go to what was the name of that website guarantor.com it was guarantor.com no it's like sad banana was a really weird case because he kept communicating via the landlord to us to act like he wasn't the one trying to push for all this stuff because when yeah. you use guarantor.com they get a cut out of it too mm-hmm. so it's, it's like the broker he also made us want us to pay this ridiculous broker's fee as well like yeah. he was yeah but at that point i think we were completely too. unfaced by it because of the experience with dick <laughs> um and i just remember i didn't want to do it because that would just add to the rent the place was already not only smaller it wasn't a bad place but it was smaller and more expensive than mm. the harlem place so it was like i don't i don't really want to do that and we were like we kept pushing off sad banana because mm. it's like we we need to talk about this we need to think about it and i remember like almost every day he was texting michael like Mm -hmm. what's going on what's going on why aren't you sending the stuff in why aren't you we're gonna send you the lease and it's like 
well, why are you sending us the lease when you literally told us that like we don't make enough and money? And also, for like you? there was like a bunch. He kept saying that there was a bunch of people competing for it. Too. Oh yeah. I yeah. think to this day, I think that apartment's still open. <laughs> you know what? I bet, and I'm gonna explain <laughs> why in a minute. So we ended up going with the Harlem one, of course, and Michael had to break the news to Sad Banana, um, be like, "Hey, sorry, we ended up going with another place. Thank you for your help throughout this." And he, Sad Banana was so salty about yeah. this he's like i've literally been trying to work on this for weeks and michael's like yeah we know and we appreciate it but sorry like this isn't the place we're gonna want to live in thank you though like michael was really nice about it through mm -hmm. text and sad banana just writes back okay oh my god well, it's also like he wouldn't even like nudge a bit on the rent number it no, was it like was a, expensive. Yeah, it was like thirty nine hundred bucks. Oh, what? he wouldn't even put it into like thirty eight seventy five or thirty eight fifty. That's no. Like, yeah, he and was I just so stubborn. You know the fact that like he got so salty over the fact that we didn't want it makes it seem like you you didn't have someone in line, did you? No, of course. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Like they they can be like really really pushy because they a lot of the times they get a cut of of course. And I'd say like like my advice to people listening is um. If you can get around working with any kind of like, like realtor, realtor, and it just be like someone who works with the landlord and they're not, or like for the landlord and they're not going to charge you any kind of broker's fee, that's the most ideal thing. And yeah. um, so a guarantor is this thing that happens primarily in New York. I my friends who have places elsewhere haven't like really had this issue. Where, really? Yeah, because New York rent is so expensive. It's true. They they're like, well, you don't make enough we don't think that you make enough money to be able to pay this. So we need someone to basically guarantee that you can afford this. And a lot of the times the parameters are absurd where it's like, you need to know someone who makes four times as much as the rent will cost in a year. And exactly. sometimes that comes out to be like, do, is there someone in your life who makes, or your family, like, is there, is there someone who you know who makes $400,000 a year? Well, yeah. if not, you can't have this apartment. And no, that's like, essentially it. Yeah. Like my, yeah. for example, I think for my mom to have been able to make enough to be a guarantor, she would have needed to make like- $50,000 more, something ridiculous yeah, like that. Yeah, I think they needed at least 120 k so it was ridiculous yeah it was ridiculous and, and it doesn't even like really make a difference because i think that at least in my opinion like most people are aware of the fact that like there are consequences if they don't pay their rent so it's not like mm, i don't know i mean there's no one in my life who makes four hundred thousand dollars but whatever like <laughs> most people are like most it's like the, being able to afford an apartment or not is not contingent on like knowing a millionaire because like plenty of people have have places in new york and they aren't millionaires so to have that yeah. as a parameter it just kind of like excludes certain groups of people from housing well that's why so many people yeah. end up moving to outer boroughs yeah like like we did yeah like, literally <laughs> yeah. what we did I'm, I'm not gonna lie i mean one of the reasons why we decided we wanted to move out of manhattan was because of the noise but the other reason was was just it's it's not really feasible even harlem which is one of the cheaper areas is it's it can get pretty expensive there. Another part of it, though, is that, like, personally, I just didn't want to live in Manhattan too much because, like, a lot of those, like, Lone Shark-esque realtors are in Manhattan. Yeah. Like, the exactly. worst ones we met and spoken to were the ones that work for, for uh, buildings in Midtown or or Soho or any of those places. Like, I lived in Little Italy, like, Nolita, so, like, right above Little Italy. 
Yeah, Nolita and stands for North of Little Italy. Yeah. I didn't know this till recently. It's, it's another fried eye thing. It's I like, know, yeah. I know. A lot. <laughs> but it was so expensive to basically live in a one bedroom that was subdivided into like three different bedrooms. Like I lived in, no joke, like a closet basically. What's really funny is I remember apparently they had advertised it as a 900 square foot apartment. Oh. And I'm like, you know, that's not 900 square feet, right? And Angel's like... Yeah, I know. I also got like a um, a smaller portion of the rent because of how small my room is. Also, That's our current true. apartment's like seven hundred square feet, and you could tell the difference. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think our living room is almost the same size as my bedroom and our old living room and the kitchen, compared to like you, the one in Nolita. You didn't have a kitchen in Nolita. You had, you just had an area with a stove. Yeah. <laughs> that almost caused a fire a few times, actually. Oh, my God. Considering how, I guess, lack of main maintenance there was there, <laughs> I'm I'm not surprised. Did I ever tell that. you the story about how me and Michael and Jared almost started a fire <laughs> in our dorm? No. All right, Wait, dorm? Is, yeah, when we were in a dorm a few years back. Okay. Basically, I guess we're taking a tangent. <laughs> we were really tired. It was finals or midterm season or something. And <laughs> we ordered a pizza. Like the day before, but we only eat like half of it. So Michael had a really bright idea. Let's reheat the pizza in the oven because it oh, tastes no. better when you do that. I mean, true, but... He left it on the cardboard. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> so all of a sudden, there's a smell of burning. And I'm like, because I have a really strong nose. I was he like, really what does. is that? And then Michael's like, it's the, is it the pizza? And then we look back and then we notice it. And then we just call ourselves stupid for like an hour and we couldn't even eat the pizza because it had cardboard like attached to it. Oh, wow. You could have killed someone. Yeah. I also... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was very casual. Yeah, Rachel. I also... <laughs> I also um, made mustard gas in the dorm by accident. I feel oh. like maybe we should save that for another episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, accidentally making... Yeah. 1910s. I almost committed a war crime, basically. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Let's be careful what we say on the pod. I know you're new to this, Angel, but... I've been here the entire time. You haven't spoken <laughs> on mic, though. That's true. Anyway. Anyway, I... Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, there was one experience. It wasn't the realtor's fault. It was just the apartment. Oh, yeah. yeah there was another apartment that we had looked at in Harlem. Mm -hmm. It oh, was... Yeah. You know what I'm talking Roach. about, right? Roach, yeah. yeah. We called it Roach oh, because we walked in. Well, when we walked in, the floors were slanted, oh, yeah. which I didn't mind so much because when I grew up, the floors were slanted because it's an but old building. This was different. Instead of being like a slight slant where like, you're like, oh, maybe the floors don't even... No, it looked like it was like a, almost a 45 degree angle. It looked like it was a cartoon. <laughs> oh my God. Maybe 30, but yeah, you're not wrong. But you know, I at that point, I was so desperate to like move. I'm like, I don't care. I'll take it. And then we saw the Roach. Mm. And... I just remember the realtor looked at it and he was just kind of like, yeah, you know, I've told, I've told the landlord, you want me to rent this place, right? It was like a New York city roach too. So instead of being like, <gasps> oh, like a dime size, it was like the size of my palm. It was like big. He's like, I'm walking in. <laughs> no, but instead he was dead. So it was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm dying here. <laughs> god yeah. yeah that's another thing um it was mad cheap though god, uh, yeah <laughs> actually they were still paying less for this place than we would for that no that place was 2500 oh yeah it was yeah with three people yeah with three people we would have all paid like what like 800 but then if we went to brooklyn we would have been able to get a nicer place for that price too 
I mean, fair. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Yes. Who'd, and then I'll I'll ask it, and then I'll answer it, and then I'll ask you to answer it. Um, <laughs> who do you think is okay? When is it worth living in Manhattan? In my experience, it's only worth living in Manhattan if a you can afford it, and b you're new. Those are the only two situations I think it's worth living anywhere in Manhattan. Um, I'm going to put one of our friends on blast here, friend of the pod. Um, <laughs> it's worth living in Manhattan if you're Jared Patel uh. and you work in a hedge fund and you live on the Upper East Side in a fairly priced studio apartment that's nice and large and maintained. But, but other than that, it's not worth it. I guess my question is like, what part of Manhattan... Oh, that's true. Um, okay, let's. I guess because I have an answer for every okay. different part. Okay, let's just let's go per section downtown. Okay. Like downtown, Fourteenth Street. Never. It's not worth it. It's never unless you well, are going to college there. Yeah. And your parents are like millionaires. I got one. Yeah. It's worth living downtown, specifically either in former Alphabet City or the East Village. If you are a sixty-year-old person who mm. has lived there since the eighties, and you're your apartment is so rent controlled that you're paying five fifty a month. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's the only time, <laughs> but like then you have to deal with NYU, Pace, and even the new school. Not if you're on like Avenue A. Oh. Avenue A is pretty calm. No, compared something. to compared to no, like you know where I the work East for Village. example. No, no, I mean like kind of like what Rachel was saying in the first uh, section of the episode. I like mm. it was either the Lower East Side or Bushwick for NYU okay like it, was, it was bad Fair. like every is- per- time i would go to the lower east side i'd only see college kids at that point but for 550 a month it'd be worth it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for someone who's listening to the podcast and maybe they found it because they're moving to new york and they're not sure where they want to live yet oh no don't do it I, yeah, I would say if you're very 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 wealthy and you're you really like going out and you you want to be as close to a bar as possible because that's how often you enjoy going out. I'd say under those circumstances, it's l- worth living downtown, but n- almost no other circumstances. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, let's say 14th Street to like 50th, like Midtown. Same thing, only if you're like, for that one, I think it's more for the aesthetic of living in New York City instead of actually living there. But even yeah. then, it's not worth even it. Even then, it's not worth it because like you are paying an astronomical price at this point. It's like ridiculous how yeah. expensive. Like if we were to get our current apartment in that part of Manhattan, oh, it'd probably be like three times the price. Like that's how yeah. expensive it would, that Yeah, I can see that being maybe 8,000 yeah. for a one bedroom. Even like our, our wealthier friends, they don't live there because it's like you have to be paying for like the condo or for the apartment because people own it. And they're yeah. like millions and millions of dollars. We have, we yeah. have one friend well, two friends who live in an apartment together in Midtown. And the reason they can afford it is partly because of, um, luckily, you know, parents who are willing to chip in on the rent, but also COVID pricing. Oh, yeah. I yeah. feel like a lot of people, a lot of people I knew who got the COVID pricing, the clock, the timer ran out June 2022. I, I ran mm. into someone, I ran into someone who I knew, who I went to pace with. Um, I was in Chelsea and she's like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving because my rent doubled. <laughs> I'm yeah, not no, surprised ridiculous. by that yeah, at all. Like, Angel and I had a harder time finding yeah. places we could afford now yeah. than mm-hmm. we could last year just because at, we were at the tail end of it when we moved into mm-hmm. Harlem. Things weren't that yeah. bad. It's insane now. Yeah. The, it's insane. The, it was yeah. still pretty bad then too. It was pretty bad like, then, but we were living with more people. Yeah. Sure. Inflation yeah. is... Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set some parameters. Please. Um, And you can tell me if you agree or disagree. 
you are never going to pay less than $900 a month unless you have more than one roommate. Um, if you want to pay $900 a month anywhere in New York, you have to have mo- more than one roommate. Absolutely. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, we yeah. paid a little less than 1K for a place in Harlem yeah. each. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I knew a few other people in that situation where like it was th- um, three people in three bedrooms or, or um, in your case, three people in two bedrooms where they each paid 900 And then I knew someone who – the lowest I know is someone who paid 850 for having three other roommates and was in the basement unit um, yeah. mm-hmm. and in, in an outer borough. And then I think you're not – if you want to have a room by yourself – um, but you you'll, you're willing to share an apartment with a roommate that is around one to two k. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't pay more than honestly if you if you're just paying for a bedroom in New York, you shouldn't in my opinion you should not be paying more than seventeen hundred. That's like the absolute max. I mean, unless I mean, for example, um, friend of the pod Rachel Cregier. Oh yeah. Is paying a little more than that. But she has a very nice one bedroom. Oh, I mean, like, if you're sharing a room with someone else. Oh, if you're sharing, if a you're room. sharing an apartment with someone else who, in, like, a roommate-type situation... Oh, I completely you agree. You should not be paying more than $1,700. And no. then... $1,700 if you want to live, like, well off. Like, if you are doing really well. Like, for me, I think a better parameter is, like, under $1,500 if you have that's more than one roommate. Yeah. And yeah. it takes down, like, 300 every time you get another roommate. Yeah, that's... A, I can see that. And then I feel like you're, if you want to live alone, you're never going to pay less than two k. Oh, I'm definitely like, not. Yeah. Unless, Unless you want to get a closet for eighteen hundred dollars, or yeah. or you move to Brighton Beach. Oh, how much is that? <laughs> it's a little cheaper. We were seeing a couple of very nice apartments in the Brighton Beach area that we ended up not going with because it was an hour away from my job, and I'm like, absolutely not. I'm not mm-hmm. doing that commute. Yeah. So, but those, I mean, it's a little cheaper there, but it's still not great. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I think we we also want to reemphasize that it's not bad to have roommates, especially if it's if your situation calls oh, for yeah. it. Like it's yeah. like I live with roommates since I moved to the city, and it's been fine. I've had some bad ones, some really yeah. really bad ones. Well, oh, yeah. we'll talk about that in a different yeah. episode. Oh yeah, we should have a roommate episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bad episode. yeah. I think yeah. it'll be most people's experiences yeah, right, to but have like, roommates. Mm-hmm. You could find some really great people at the same time too. Um, I guess my biggest recommendation is just to be mindful of the fact that people are going to have separate lives and that's going to affect your living situation. You always got to make boundaries with your roommates. Otherwise it won't work. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 I I don't want to put Rachel on the spot too much, but Rachel had one roommate at one point who um, threw out a water bottle. Oh, my tardigrade was murdered. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A tardigrade Uh, is like a small microscopic creature, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, that wasn't great. Um, I think that, I mean, I can't give advice on this because I didn't make a good decision. Living with someone who you don't know and you're meeting online, that, I, I'd say just like with that, trust your, in, it's it's also this a combination of like trust your intuition, but it's also like I was in a place where I like could not afford to live alone. So my yeah. intuition was like, this is gonna suck but like i have to do this well unfortunately like it's it's unrealistic to just give out the advice don't live with people you meet online yeah like that's just hard that's too hard to do for a lot of people oh yeah yeah it's i'd say like when you're meeting ideally like give yourself as much time as possible to find someone to live with who you're going to meet online so that when you make the decision it's not based off of like fear and this and uh panic and it's 
and it's a decision that you've made where you're like oh this i could actually see this working yeah um i'd say that um yeah communicating clearly with people you don't know is important Um, understanding their boundaries understanding your own boundaries i think a big thing with having roommates and especially living in a city because like you said like we all said it's like necessary to have roommates 99 percent of the time yeah even with friends you have to make boundaries like you know michael's my friend i i consider him a very good friend and we got into we got into little what the kitchen we got into a lot of scuffles oh. Oh, about yeah. um, just overall. I'm not going to get into it too much. Um, do it, and you know what? Do it. I'm not doing it now. We're, look, <laughs> look, look, we've been we've been on this for a little bit now, and mm-hmm. I want to be able to talk more about our moving mm-hmm. to Flatbush. So you know, we did have to like have those uncomfortable conversations sometimes, where it's like, look, this is how I feel, this is how you feel. Let's try to like figure out how to make this work. Yeah, I think that definitely going into it with like, all right, we're in the same boat and we're sharing a space and we want to be as comfortable as possible. I think going into it with that mature like way of looking at is the best thing to do. But unfortunately, like some people, you know what, you you really, you real, and this is, this is just an observation I've made. I'm not making a comment about like anyone who we've previously mentioned. I realized in my own experience of just like, you can kind of tell who, um, who had a living situation where they had more or less responsibility. Yes. And I think that um, even just like, I don't know, even if you like go on vacation with your friends and you're sharing a space with them for an extended period of time in a way you haven't, and, it, and it's like, oh, you don't clean up after yourself. I didn't know this about you, and now I do. And Or um, I think that living with friends can, can kind of be dangerous in that aspect where it's like um, – you think you know them well and then oh you do this weird thing that i wouldn't have known if i didn't live with you exactly wow i know you too well now um <laughs> but before before you get into your flatbush story i yeah. wanted to tell one one more real t- realtor story um please i was looking when i was looking in bushwick i found a realtor and i was like hey we want to live like north of this avenue and she sends me uh, 10 apartments south of the avenue and i was like that's not what i asked for they're not like not like that but i was like hey like this isn't what we love she's like sorry i don't know which way's north i'm like what the fuck i'm sorry maps have compasses on them and the best was we're looking in um we're looking in in bushwick and she, on an avenue and she's she gives me her friend's address and <gasps> goes my bestie lives at blah 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 insert street here she loves it i'm like you you just told me your friends where your friend lives. I hope they're not friends anymore. No, Selene, this was her bestie. I hope they're her not besties best, anymore. They're best. Would you they, say friends with someone that doxed you though? No, <laughs> I wouldn't. God, that was one of the. Oh my god, it was like during the pandemic we met up with them. And it was like oh, like they. It was them and like another realtor, and like they had both had pink eye. Oh, it was so confusing, and they anyway. Um, I think that's my last that's my last fair. realtor story. The funniest one is the woman whose car I went into. That is yeah. pretty funny. I have a very small yeah. one. Um, yeah. I like to call it Monica. Okay. This was not the realtor's name. This is what um, this is what the realtor called Angel through text. Oh, Monica. Monica, because okay, so Angel's last name is Mancia, M A N C I A, and she misspelled it. That's not it. how you spell it. M A N C I A. <laughs> that is how you spell Mancia. Are you gaslighting me? A little bit. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Selena, you've gone crazy, and these lights have always been on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but anyway, so she misspelled it, and I guess she also didn't realize that's not Angel's 
first name. Yeah. So she would call him Monica through text and then he would like text her back and she's like, oh, I can't text right now. Call me. And he'd call her and she wouldn't answer. And she'd be like, stop calling me. I'm working. Oh, my and, God. And it was a dead end. She must have been 80 years old. Yeah, she was an old one. Yeah. But that that's my short little tangent on Monica. Okay, so now we're going to talk about moving into Flatbush. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if we can consider it Flatbush, though. It's, it's a weird spot. It's a weird spot. It's like, okay, so when I lived in Astoria, I mean, I lived in Astoria, but like my address said Long Island City and Lit. stop it. <laughs> and then if you went a street over, you would be in Woodside. And oh. if you went two streets over, you would be in Sunnyside. So I, it was just a very, it was like the intersection of everything. Oh, okay. So it's a little bit like that here because, you know, when we, when we applied for the apartment, it was Flatbush, mm-hmm. but- if you look on if you look on Apple Maps, it says Flatbush, but then if you look to the right of us, it's East Flatbush. But if you look on the other side of the avenue, it's just Flatbush. Oh. And then and then you go onto my like for example, if I'm looking at my photos, it has locations on it, on my photos and everything, and it says Prospect Lefferts. You're yeah. like zeroing in our our location right now, by the way. Oh crap! How by how too much? No. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> we'll give we'll give Selene's full address in the notes. Don't worry. No. Okay. Um. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so, it it was just it, it it's it's very funny. But I say Flatbush. I say Flatbush, and I'm really glad that we ended up moving here because, you know, we were living in Harlem, and I feel more comfortable talking about where we lived in Harlem. I like Harlem. Don't get me wrong. I don't like where we lived, which was 125th Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, for those of you who don't know what 125th Street is, it's it's basically the biggest hub of Harlem. That's where all the train lines meet. That's where a lot of the buses go. Um, the it's, R- like one, it's like the main street of Harlem, basically. Yeah, and it connects to the RFK Bridge, which will take you by car to Queens, the Bronx, and Randall's Island. So it's it's a lot. It's a, it's a very busy area. So I I just, I didn't like the noise. I didn't like one of our neighbors, but the rest of the neighbors were fine. And I didn't like our management, but I don't want to get too much into that because... We ended off on a decent note with them. I don't know about that. For legal, Mostly. For legal reasons, I do not want to get into this. <laughs> yeah, but what, what was your, don't mo- say your that moving part. experience? It's like? true though. You don't yeah. need to say it. Uh, what was my the moving yeah. like? So... It was kind of tough because we realized we wanted to leave a little earlier than when our lease ended. So our lease ended April of the old place. We wanted to move in earliest March 1st. So we were just, we were trying to look at places, but we were looking very early. So all the places we liked would be gone by the time, you know, we could look. What was your question, There's Something we should mention is um, when you're looking at apartments in New York, and this is very unique to New York, you can only find something two weeks before you're about to move in you know what you're absolutely right because i think we signed the lease two weeks before we moved into this place well this one's a little bit of this uh place specifically is a little bit of a special situation okay so basically i would recommend people to um look four weeks out not not more than that because if you look any more than that no one's going to respond to you because that was that was the problem we were having yeah at first and that's so unique to new york everywhere (laughs) else you sign the lease two or three months before you move in and new york it's like Hmm, it'll be open tomorrow. So yeah, exactly. Sign the lease at seven a.m. Like well, it's kind of like the exploitation we were talking about before. Oh, yeah. the, the realtors are trying to find who will pay the yeah. most for it. 
But yeah. what, okay, so we we yeah. realized Flatbush, we didn't have a specific neighborhood we wanted to move into, but we realized we'll have better luck in Brooklyn. We thought about the Bronx for a little while, but it was just kind of far from, yeah, it was a little too us. far for both uh, yeah. of us. So we kind of zeroed in on, okay, probably the Bronx. I would have loved to move to Queens, but that wasn't looking very feasible either. So it ended up, it ended up being Brooklyn. And we had a couple of neighborhoods that we were zeroing in on, you know, Sunset Park was one of them, but Flatbush was a big one for sure because we were finding a lot of better apartments for a better price in Flatbush. And there was one we had looked at, which was nice, but it was very small. And mm-hmm. Angel was insisting, it's not small. I, I prom. I said it's not that small. No, but you were like, please, just, I, you, you, we have to go for it. And I said, I want to see it. I didn't. Can I, can I finish? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's just so Angel looked at it without me because I was at work. And I said, look, I really want to see it before I agree to moving into it. And he says, okay, let me see if the realtor can, you know, let us in again today. And the realtor was very nice and he let us look at it again. So I like looked in it really quickly. I looked at the amenities and, you know, after that, I'm like, look, it's not a bad place, but it's way too small. And it wasn't after we had looked the second time where Angel's like, all right, I think you're right. Yeah. I also yeah. think I had the, like the rose color colored glasses. Because and I don't blame you for that because I've definitely been in that situation yeah, it's too. It's also like we were looking for a while too. We like they're kind of like the same thing, what, she, what Selena was saying. Like we kept looking too early and every place we kept finding that we really did like was gone because just because of how early we were looking. Yeah, And so once we were getting closer, I think we both just were like, I just want to find a place. And I'm kind of glad that we ended up having patience to find a good place. Yeah. So what happened with this place was there was one apartment that we saw in an adjacent building to this one that Angel couldn't get to it. So I went I went to the uh, place and I took some videos and I'm like, it was an amazing place. Just to give you context, it looked a lot like this one. Oh, nice. Except the... The kitchen wasn't separate. It was it was like an island area. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a really nice apartment. And I said to Angel, I think we need to jump on this one. And he's like, okay, let's do it. Turned out that one had an application in earlier that day. Uh. So it wasn't available anymore. But when I was at that, um, at that same one, the realtor um said to me, We actually have another one in the adjacent building. It's opening up March sixth. Oh, nice. and this to move is, in yeah to move in this is the rent price i can give you a floor plan if you'd like and i'm like yeah i'll let i'll let my partner know so i told him about that we got the you know we asked for the floor plan we got to look at it and we're like okay let's see let, let's see if we can um look at this one this apartment was being occupied oh shit. so we couldn't we couldn't look at it we looked at a different one in this in this building though and so we got an idea of what it looked like we looked at the amenities and we kind of realized at that point, cause we not going to lie. We really wanted to get out of our old place. Yeah. We're like, all right, so we can't actually see the space, but we've seen enough. We have a floor plan. We've seen what the other apartment looks like. It looks accurate to it. Let's try our luck with this one. Let's, let's put in an application. And a few hours later, we got the application in. Um, they did a background check where everyone verified everything except our <laughs> except our old place mm-hmm. would not pick up the phone apparently. Oh my God. Yeah, I have a lot of qualms that I'm not going to get into right now. A big thing also that we should emphasize too is like even if we get even though we got the floor plan, it was cuz the floor plan we saw of the other room we saw was accurate. Exactly. A lot of places like the one in Olita 
lie on their floor pan. Same with another place we had looked mm-hmm. at. We had looked at a place in Stytown, which was inaccurate. Sorry, Stytown. It's true. Um, <laughs> that, I'll get into Stytown in another episode for sure. Yeah. But so we, yeah, they we ended up doing the background stuff. And within a few weeks, um, they sent us the lease. That's awesome. And yeah. the rest is history. Now we're here. Yeah, we're here. Yeah. It, looks, it looks great. And then two days after we had um, signed the lease, we actually got into a big issue with our um, old management. So oh, the timing was pretty good. Hey, there you go. <laughs> uh, so, so that's a great love story. An apartment, an occupy, occupy. Yeah. And this time it was just me and Angel. No, Michael. Uh, Sorry, uh, Michael. Yeah. No, Michael's yeah. still here. Yeah. He's, he's in the, uh, he's in the uh, area with the washer dryer. Yeah. That's yeah. where he's vibing. I thought you were yeah. going to say he's in a closet. It is a closet. Yeah. Um, sorry michael <laughs> as as we're wrapping up what are so let's say that someone's listening to this who who's planning on moving to new york what are your do's and don'ts for moving do try to get everything in writing yeah absolutely do look up building reviews if you can mm-hmm. yeah that's really smart yeah yeah don't try to jump on something if you're not absolutely sure of it yes that's that's a big one do not panic sign do not whatever yeah. if you can if you can be as patient as possible that's ideal because i think if i didn't have angel and michael with me with the hell's kitchen apartment i think i would have gone with it oh, and i think mm-hmm. i would have been miserable yeah. yeah um don't or if you're going to look at the reviews do not take everyone to heart look at what the context of what they're complaining about is it's true because i saw a review for this place for example that said you have to do everything by the online portal which for me is a benefit but for them was apparently like the worst thing they could possibly do because they put one star on the rating it's awful though because i mean what's great about the portal is you can pay your rent there they send you notifications if a package comes um and with our old place we had to send everything via check and You know, it could be worse, but um, mm-hmm. it, it was still kind of rough. It's nice to just get a reminder and just pay on your phone and not have to, like, use paper. That is very nice. Okay. Yeah. I guess my, my two things or a few things that I would say do is do be patient. Like, that's, like, the biggest thing you have to do. <laughs> yeah. Do, I guess, be flexible on your move-in date. Like, don't think, I want to move in April 1st and then just stick to that entirely. Like, Give yourself at least a month wiggle room because that, that way if you find a place you do fall in love with, you could, and you are sure about it, you won't feel like off about moving in like a week or two early. Yeah, Angel and I acknowledge that our situation with getting this apartment is not the common New mm-hmm. York story. We got very lucky. Yeah, we got lucky that this place was just getting like the tenant in this old, in this place moved and to another unit in the building and then we decided we wanted to move in and our realtor was kind enough to be like we're not even going to put it on the market we'll just see if you that's really yeah i I should have mentioned that when i was looking at the um other place we were looking at she's like it's not on the market yet but we have this place and i'm like Mm -hmm. all right yeah Yeah, it wasn't even on their website yet like she was like awesome but like oh she was great i love her yeah Yeah. but all the horror stories kind of show that's not always the case yeah um don't ever feel like you have to jump on a place unless you are 100 percent sure about it always check everything before you go in 
check the cabinets check the water pressure check the heat like all that's really important angel's dad works in construction and by the way shout out to angel's dad because he helped us move my dad is equivalent of like five movers he's very strong (laughs) um so shout out shout out to mr mancia Mm -hmm. um but you know he works in construction so angel is also very familiar with you know layouts and everything Mm -hmm. so he can look at one thing and you know he'll either be like okay this is good or he'll be like oh no yeah oh no you have a friend who does like construction or home renovations if you if they're willing to come with you during viewings that might not be a bad option too because they could tell you oh there is the landlord special here you should not do that yeah if you if if you're gonna live on your own don't be afraid to like ask a friend to tag along with you for second opinion especially if it's your first apartment in new york especially like like rachel's been saying this moving here it's like completely different than moving anywhere else there was a point yeah. before Angel and I had moved in together where I was thinking of moving in on my own. And the plan was Angel was going to come with me to the viewings just to give me second opinions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, definitely, like, if you are someone who, um, like, for me as a woman, I was very afraid to go alone mm-hmm. to, like, viewings. Especially if you're yeah. female presenting. Yeah. 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 Um, but for, for my do's and don'ts, um, yeah, do see everything in person um do keep in mind that realtors view you as a source of revenue and they do not yeah they're not which is true yeah yeah and they're not going to see you as like a person who they are going to be empathetic towards so like go into everything distrusting everyone it's a Um, business transaction yeah there's this line on 30 rock where they're like they keep saying there are no they're like there are no rules it's like manhattan real estate or like there are no rules (laughs) it's like checking at an italian airport but like that was one of the quips that they had, but um, I, I would just like to say I checked into an Italian <laughs> airport. It was it was pretty normal. Yeah, I don't know why they had oh, that. In yeah. There. Another thing too is a lot of realtors will try to get you to come do a viewing at like twelve or one p.m. Stand do your not ground. Trust that because they are trying to get you when it's the quietest it can be, oh, especially smart, if you're yeah. on a second or a third floor apartment, because that that noise pollution will not be present during those times. Yeah, if you have a realtor who says. We don't do weekends and we don't do after five. It's a big red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, obviously you need to do after five hours if you're a realtor, other people have work. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. That's, that's a really good point. I never <laughs> yeah. thought of that. Yeah. Um, also like, also like do look around the neighborhood and, um, and like look at, this is something I didn't think about because I moved into this during COVID. I live two doors down from a bar, but during mm-hmm. when I was looking, I was like, oh, you know, it's quiet because it's COVID and no one's there. And now when Friday and Saturday nights, it's like awful. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd say, um, re- yeah, researching as much as you can and distrusting people as much as you can. And that'll prepare you for what it's like to live in New York. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. yeah, New York can turn you into a cynical beast. But yeah. It's- it's for the best. I guess just to, to finish up with the little tips and bits, um, the biggest things you could look at that are like subtle ways of telling how well the man, uh, management is, is looking at the the baseboards, like the wooden like frame, like trimmings of all your floors. Because if they're painted mm. well, that means they're taking care of the place. If you see like they're painting on the walls, that means they're doing going to do like landlord special places, which are like, which basically means that they're not they're going to do the bare minimum effort to help you whenever there's like a problem yeah but i should also clarify if you see a place and it's still you know under construction or renovation that's not necessarily a bad thing 
it could be a good thing because it means mm-hmm. they're actually like main, trying to maintain the building before someone else moves in. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And however, like, uh, easy it is to communicate with the realtors and the landlords when you're negotiating the lease is going to be what it's like when you have a complaint. So if they're, yes. if, it, if signing the lease is a really difficult process, then if you, when you have, um, a complaint about the building, um, that's also going to be really difficult. Um, right. And yeah. That's another thing I love about this building on the portal you can put in a work request. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. For me, as so what uh, buildings in New York have supers where that's someone whose job it is to ma- maintain the building. I have to like coax him into everything. I'm like, hey, can you fix this? Oh, can you fix this? And then like two or three weeks later. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll talk more about like New York and what it's like to live here in the apartments another time. But I think that we're kind of wrapping up. So yeah. Selena, do you want to take us out for our last episode of the season? And well, first a- I just want to, yeah. I want to do a quick reflection. Um, this has been a process that we have worked on for close to a year now. Yeah. Um, and it took a while, but I'm really happy with how it's been turning out yes, so far. So, me I mean, I, I want to thank Angel for just dealing with our nitpickiness sometimes. <laughs> I want to thank um, Kenneth and Emil, of course, for yeah. the amazing podcast artwork that I honestly think is one of the greatest yeah. pieces of artwork and should be put into the moment. Yeah, it really should yeah. be. <laughs> she did such a great job. Yeah. She did such a good job. Yeah. Um, I just want to thank all of our guests this season, Jared, other Rachel, yes. <laughs> my dad, my mom for the notes the that she text, gave us yes. in the Little Italy episode. Yeah. Um, everyone who supported us um, or has listened to us talk about developing this yeah yeah and rachel i want to thank you the most because the way this happened was (laughs) i just randomly i was listening to other podcasts about new york and i texted rachel um during one of my lunch breaks at work and i'm like hey how would you feel about doing a podcast together where we talk about new york through our two different perspectives and she's like I'm I'm down and it yeah. just went from there. So yeah. I thank you for do, you know working oh, on me with Of yeah. course. No, and I want to thank you Selene because I'd like to thank you for thanking me and I would also <laughs> like to thank you because um I think that it's been something that we've both been really like passionate and consistent about and that's how like we were able to uh, get a final product out of it and yeah like um like we said in some other episodes at the end of the day like we're, we're friends and this is not like an academic institution we're like here <laughs> no. to chat and we hope that like i don't know we hope that you felt like you got to know us um and we feel like if you if you're do, do uh listening while doing your laundry i hope you felt like we were there with you doing that laundry putting the tide pod in the, and, and eating the tide pod because that was no be our honor, no yeah thank you selene so much for coming up with the idea and, and inviting me to participate and yeah i'm really proud of us for what we've done and i'm really excited for what's to come and yeah for everyone listening i hope that you've enjoyed and we're really excited for season two yeah um if you like this you're gonna like what we do next much better and much more because we'll we know we'll, what we're doing, we're doing now, now. Experience we're doing now. now. Yeah. yeah we have experience now so thank you so much we'll um, be back we'll have the bonus episodes coming out and we'll let you know on instagram when they're airing and i think it's time to yeah i think it's time to come out like take us out now yes we've thank said you so much we've said all we of our thank you. yous never yeah. leave us goodbye <laughs> 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 All right. Great job. Uh, that was a